Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week, we read Blue Lock, Volume 1. And usually, I, that's all I say until we actually get to it. But I am curious, Kevin, did you know anything about this before nope. when you picked it? Okay. Literally, I, I <laughs> did a Google search for best sports manga, and that was on there. So... <laughs> Remember, it, it wasn't even my, my birthday. F- yeah, I was like, remember, it wasn't even my first pick. It was like my third or something. I was like, no. how about this? No, I, I don't know. That looks cool. Soccer, sure. And it was like, comes out tomorrow. I, I was just curious because we will get to it, but very interesting. Before that, we have Shonen Jump. And I thought it was a pretty good issue of Shonen Jump. There was kind of a lack of wowers, if that makes sense to you. Really? Because I felt like, like nothing- I. What? That makes sense to me, but at the same time, I remember hitting like. Uh, ranking and I got to number eight and I'm like, where, where the hell do I put anything here? Like, I understand what you mean by there weren't any wowers, but I felt like the top of the list was so crowded with, yeah, all of these were about basically the same. Interesting. Cause I don't particularly feel that way. On the other hand, what I have at number 16 is like, oh wow, that's really low for that. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I agree with where I put it is where I am. But, like, nothing, like, knocked my stocks off this week. But, like, everything was pretty good. So, shall we get right into it? Yeah. Starting with My Hero Academia, number 306, The Final Act Begins, which is kind of burying the lead. There's a reason they put that chapter name at the end of the chapter and not at the front. Yeah. This is, I know that the mangaka's name who escapes me right now, because I am super, super burnt out right now, Mm -hmm. has said that My Hero will not last as long as you think it will before. Yeah. This is the first time I got the sense of that it's going to be over before One Piece is. And, you know, One Piece is going to go on for eternity. In 20 years, Odai will still be like, yep, we're on that final story. Yep. But at the same time, I don't know. It feels like we're rushing towards a conclusion. It's hard to say because the One Piece final story, I'm sure, is going to be super long. Might be the same with My Hero as well. And the final act can be multiple stories. Yep. But this felt like a huge, like, let's throw the status quo in the trash and run along yeah on a bunch of different levels what did you think of the chapter kevin i actually really liked it i really liked the interaction between the pro heroes and the press and just kind of you know like you're supposed to be our shining pillars and endeavor just kind of being like yeah we were sorry yeah i i get what they're going for it left a little bit not a bad taste in my mouth but it seemed really perfunctorily i did like specific put a note of like oh we went from the super exciting like council in Deku's mind to a literal press conference <laughs> for, for, for tone for you yes um, but I still I liked that press conference I like I said I really liked the interaction between the press and the heroes of you could see some of the people in the press were basically like you know you were supposed to be superheroes and they were like yeah well we're just dudes sorry best genius seems pretty cool. All he did was not be killed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't dislike it. I'll, but like, I'll might be like, okay, I'll tell you guys about Deku's power. It seems a little weird for Deku not to be in on that, but at the same time, makes sense as an advancement. Like, yeah, he's telling the top three, they all kind of need to know. Or like, if All Might doesn't tell them, they're going to find out and that's going to be worse. Yep. But Deku leaving a note on everybody's door at the door and being like, hey, this is the deal seemed really weird to me yeah well and i'm sure that'll go somewhere this the cliffhanger at the end of this is deku has left ua to go 
be a hero, presumably. Not just to be, be Batman, he- basically. Yes, I was like, not not just be a hero, but also he's like, I can't involve you guys anymore, so I got to go off on my own. And his note wasn't entirely laying it on the line. It was just, hey, I inherited my quirk from All Might, and that was it. Yeah, that's true. I do feel like it's gonna be uh, Ida's gonna have to like hit him in the back of the head and be like, no, do you not remember like the entire lesson we learned? <laughs> like Bakugo and Todoroki are definitely going to be involved in this last arc and Ochiko has to be as well everyone else can stay at UA I guess not that I want them to yeah. but I honestly highly doubt that's going to happen I think this was just a catalyst to get people to take action basically like Deku left, left UA yeah but that doesn't mean we're going to leave everybody alone no no Bakugo is going to like I feel like as soon as he's read that he's also going to leave yeah, that actually would have been pretty funny when you had uh, Mitata scream, like, come screaming in like, hey, did you hear that? And off in the distance, you just see an explosion rocketing off of campus. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. It, it just seemed like a real weird, fast direction. And it's a very pivot chapter, so. Yeah. it's I can't judge it based on it. It gave me, like, end of Food Wars vibes, too, with the, oh, the school is not, you know, enough anymore. And I would have been happy for more stories like that. But like we've said, uh, he doesn't want to be one piece where he's writing this in 50 years and like, I'm almost done. I'm almost there. Yeah. And like, I, I really respect that where maybe he's kind of like, you know, yeah, sure. You could probably come up with a ton of different scenarios that I could run these guys through, but I'm kind of struggling. So I want to make sure that the story is good. I don't want it to have it flounder in the middle where they're just doing a bunch of random things because it's like, Ooh, this would be a cool concept. Ooh, this would be a cool concept. Not to say that he doesn't have a ton of great ideas, but maybe he's just like, hey, I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to run out of silly arc ideas. <laughs> Unlike Udai, who's just like, yeah, I'll just invent another island for them to go explore. Yeah, oops, this little island that was they were supposed to be on for like a minute, it, it lasted two years. <laughs> yeah, it's just, obviously My Hero Academia is very American comics inspired. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems of American comics is they're never changing and go on forever, right? Yeah. And that creates loops and boring stuff. But another problem with American comics is because all the characters are so iconic and there's such an initiative to want to get new readers, I feel like new status quos never last long enough. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have a similar vibe here where they're ending the status quo too early. Like Dick Grayson didn't get nearly enough time to be Batman because another Bruce Wayne Batman movie was coming out and we needed him to be Batman. And that sort of stuff happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the vibe I get. But it's only one chapter. It's a pivot. There's still a lot of advancement and I liked it. It just left a very odd taste in my mouth. Uh, anything else you want to say? Any final thoughts on it? That'll bring us to Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 143 one more time, which is another chapter that is like a weird pivot that put a weird taste in my mouth, particularly that last page where it's like, let's just write a bunch of rules for the next arc. This arc is over. Time for a new one. Here's what's going on. Yeah, that was a little weird. I really liked the Fushiguro stuff before that. Yes, that was good. And and in the anime right now, we're going through Fushiguro's kind of first big arc with that stuff. Yep. So it's very good timing. It's just this is the second time that it's just like here, let's put some text on screen to explain the arc going on and very quickly. And it's a very lazy way to do it. And you can get away with it sometimes. But it seems like they've done it in quick succession. And like I said, transitioning into this what ended up being a very short arc felt very awkward to me and now transitioning out of it feels even more awkward. Yeah, that's totally fair. 
Though I did really like the Fushigori stuff, like you said. I like Gojo's Apprentice. I kind of like the twist. I like the flashbacks that Yuji is having. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some really interesting stuff. But they're like, no, now there's this weird death game, and here are the rules. And I'm even, like, the rules are clearly spelled out, like, in literal text, and I'm still kind of confused on them. Same. Like, what does cursed te- technique removal mean? Like, it says you're required to join. So, like, is that, like, a literal compulsion? Or is that just if you want to get in? It seems like Fushigaro has to, or his sister has to. So, yeah, it's... Also, why is this happening? Seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, it, it definitely does. So, that was a little awkward. But, like I said, the for me, the Fushigaro stuff, and the stuff before it with Yuta, and the Yuji's flashbacks to... Uh, his parents were all really yeah. interesting. And, and the twist of like, yeah, I promised I would kill you, so I had to do it. Sorry, I, I have good healing magic, and you've died once before, so I figured I could probably stab you in the heart and bring you right back to life. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Speaking of more spoilers, something very similar happened in Slime a couple I, weeks ago. I don't ago. care about Slime. I know. So. <laughs> uh, but I'm A-OK with these. It was the, I'm going to have to kill you, and then, well, you were dead for about three seconds. Secret yoga method? <laughs> we need to read Bat Manga sometime. I don't remember what volume this uh, Lord Deathman is in, but <laughs> Batman fights Cell in that, you know, 20 years before Cell was invented. Yep. Anyway, anything else you want to say on Jujutsu Kaisen? No. Uh, that'll bring us to Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 55, Margaret Macron and the Diminutive Duet. What did you think of this ca- chapter, Kevin? It was just okay, really. Like, Yeah, I I want to stress that I did not dislike this, given where I ranked it. But man, my feeling was just like, nothing happened this chapter. It wasn't yeah. offensive. I didn't dislike reading it. But like, I feel like I could have missed this chapter, and I would have been fine. Yeah, that's that's really how it was. That, that sums up pretty well. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who felt like that. Yeah. Because... Yeah, anything else you want to say on it? It's kind of nothing. I, part of it, I think, is I don't care about Margaret at all as a character. Yeah. And it's not, but, they, and they, they're, the chapter does nothing to make me do that either. It's just, they finished this story for Mashal. Yep. And it's not in like a save the day way either. Mashal was in a pretty good spot, and this is just like why it ended. This is to get us to the next bit. Yeah, it was single elimination, and his team, like another team was eliminated. Yeah. I did like the joke with the Naruto ripoff being like, wait, I didn't do anything. And like, just that. I can see why you got, like, it's one of those things where we talk about humor all the time. And it did not go very high for that reason, but I thought that was funny if he was like, yeah, I didn't do anything. Oh. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us to something that I think was much better. Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Chapter 35, The Depths of Ogasawara. Really enjoying Ardboiled Cop and Dolphin. Like, the cliffhanger is kind of, like, what you expect, but also very well drawn. Mm-hmm. I love the bit where Seiwajima does his attack, rips off the guy's arm, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to arrest myself for overzealous self-defense. Yep. And then his arm grows back. He's like, okay, woo, I'm in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he just grew that back. <laughs> yeah, Sayrup cuts it off. Cuts to, it off. Yeah. Jimmy's like, "What? I told you I don't want to have to arrest you." And she's like, "Oh, please arrest me, officer." Yeah. The her being thirsty was pretty great. <laughs> yes. Especially cuz like she's obviously like had that crush on Sayujiba and that 
like I said, her like we've talked about, her arc is kind of wanting to find a husband, but she's never been like this horny before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that giant hand, which is exactly what you're expecting, but also not exactly what you're expecting. The DC Universe is about to start because they opened the door. Yep. I wasn't specifically expecting the hand. I, I guess I kind of was because they mentioned that that's oh, what it could be. It could be any body part, right? But yeah. I guess they did mention they thought it was the other hand, so. Yeah. I mean, do you expect, uh, you know, it uh, creates the question, is that what the other one looked like before Orpheus put it on? Yeah. Or merged with it? Yeah. Because, like, I'm assuming that's the same thing that happened with the leg, too. Yes. Like, I'm assuming... Although I don't know if his was cut off first. We we don't know the details, right? Yeah. We may or may not get them. I also kind of assume he was not actually a dolphin beforehand, although maybe he was. But given that he used to date the captain, I think the implication is he used to be more human. Yeah. Before he merged with it. Yeah, he might not have even been a merman. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's the implication I got, though. Mm-hmm. Although the cult leader seems like very interested in Sewajima of like, oh, are you even human? So maybe that's not true. Maybe he's a secret merman or a sleeper merman. That's the yeah, one I'm, I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm still really enjoying this hard-boiled do- cop and dolphin arc, even yep. though it's going on long. Yeah. Secret merman. Half merman. Well, no, like, he could be, you know, he could either oh, be half- Sewajima. Yeah, Sewajima. Like, that, I, that's what I meant by being a secret or sleeper merman. Like, even yeah. you don't know. Yeah, I mean, that would be very shonen. I like the idea that he's just a hard-boiled cop. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the idea that he's just a regular dude. Like, wait, what do you mean you're just human? He's just human. I wouldn't see regular dude. He's very shonen. Yes. But, but like, I would love the idea of Oh, I mean, you've, you've got to be like some kind of demigod or some. Yeah. No, I'm just a human. That what? That makes even less sense. Anything else you want to say on it? Nah. That'll lead us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 37, Operation Capture Rochka, which is continues to be pretty good. Yes, and also oh. uh, is just com- almost completely done away with the fact that this is supposed to be for children. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Ayakashi Triangle was it's, ever pretending. It's not, but like, this is getting... But in- this is the most softcore... Yes. Uh, 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 this is maybe the most softcore chapter of Ayakashi Triangle. A, an incredibly softcore series to begin with. They had the some strategic speech bubbles placed around in this chapter, but then a couple of the shots were... The only thing making them not porn was the fact that he didn't draw in some stuff. Yeah, some, like, bar- some Barbie art going on. Yeah, there, it's just like, yeah, there's nothing covering it. It's just, you know, not filled in. Use your imagination. Moving to Jump Plus, the spring. <laughs> this is doing some Phantom Seer stuff now where they're stuck in the mirror world. Yep. Technically, I didn't that happen in Yui Kamiyo first? Did it happen in Yui Kamiyo first? I think it did. Yeah, because somebody was, like, living in the mirror dimension. It's a super common trope. Yeah. I expect Ayakashi Triangle will do it best. I do love that Rajka's like got a friend there, and he, she's like, "Why did you do that?" And he's like, "Because we can defeat him here with my power." And she's like, "Oh yes, the power of friendship." <laughs> so now the power of lewd love of teenagers will have to face friendship, and we'll see what triumphs. Yep, that was very good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Moving right along, next up we have Build King Chapter Seventeen: Satan Hills versus dot dot dot. Which, man, Build King is doing some weird stuff, I think. Like, let's yep. say, you know how we just introduced all this power? Let's introduce the even better power right away. Yeah. I, I, stuff's happening in it. I, I can give it that. There's that friendship moment with the guy from the poison place. He's like, oh, I got to help my friends. Yeah. That's pretty decent. 
But I do like how they're immediately the the cliffhanger from last week. He's like, oh, I think I know what kind of vigor they have. No time to explain that, though. <laughs> it just seems kind of like a cluster to me. And I, I am curious what I'll feel about Build King after this arc concludes. But it does just seem like they're throwing more and more stuff at the wall to see what sticks. It feels less Hunter Hunter now, so maybe that's good. It does. I, maybe they were, you know, struggling in the rankings a little bit, so they were kind of scrambling, and now they're kind of starting to get their feet under them. It does feel like a sharp left turn in that way, right? Yeah. I have no idea, though. I feel like this should do fine with its art style and such, but I have no idea. I was just excited to see, like, you know, shonen build fighting, where yeah. Smith summons a giant wall to block a projectile. Like, excellent, finally, the thing I wanted Build King to do. See, and I wanted this to be like Shonen Extreme Home Makeover. <laughs> like, I, I want build fighting in that two characters are building a house next to each other. And trying to outbuild each other is what I want Build King to be, I think. There still could be elements no, of I'm that. Not, oh, and not that I mind this, but yeah. when they were like, okay, you're going to have to make a bridge. I was like, all right, I'm going to get it. A bunch of different bridges. Different Shonen bridges. And then it was like, never mind, Satan Hills is attacking. Yeah. Although, to be fair to the artists, I don't think most of the population, especially over in Japan, would be super excited about Shonen Home Makeover Edition and probably likes the fighting a bit more. Sure, sure. But I don't think they would be super interested in Iron Chef, but it's Shonen either. On the other hand, it's also softcore and very good softcore. So maybe that's what made Food Boys succeed. Well, there was also more fighting. Like, there was a, still the competition in Food Wars. Yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like you could have that you in could. Build King. In, in the Build King, I'm imagining. And I don't want to be like, oh, man, this chapter was terrible, because I didn't think that. It just seemed like real, like, hey, let's throw some more in and some more in and not explain this and mm-hmm. nothing to see here. And, hey, look, a new, another interesting cliffhanger that maybe we'll, we'll also ignore. Like I said, I'm I'm very curious. I, I wish I had this volume of Build King because I'm really curious about what Jeremy thinks about it when it's done. Mm-hmm. So it's at least giving me there. Like, I want to see where it's going, but I don't think it's particularly good. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But I, I also did like the little bit of Shonen build fighting. I just didn't like that it was uh, accented by, also, he has a rainbow vigor, which is even better than regular vigor that we introduced like three chapters ago. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Last but not least, we have Mission Yuzakura Family, Mission 75, Shion and Kenga versus Chacha and Aonuma. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I thought it was pretty good. I liked the kind of, you know, oh no, this guy seems to be, you know, the bad guy seemed to be winning and the Yuzakuras are like, oh, well, you guys, like, you guys aren't good enough friends to beat us, basically. Was how yes. that came down. You know, like, oh yeah, we have secret passwords so that if somebody's trying to imitate the other person, we know who they are or not. And you guys don't. Yeah. And it seemed like there was like clever solution to the problem also, which is something that these Mission Years of Kura fights I feel have been lacking. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the art style shift at the end for that like poster for the two characters? Because while I didn't dislike it, it did seem very strange. It did, yeah, but they've done that a couple of times with Shihun's video game world, so yeah, it doesn't seem that weird to me. I know Kenga isn't in the video game world, but and, and that might have been why it is, is because Kenga is like supposed to be the cute one, and like let's draw him like this super badass style, and that didn't work for me. It might just be that, yeah. 
It just felt to me kind of like it was like, uh, I need another page. Well, this will look cool. And it, to be fair, it does. Yeah, no. Uh, it just I feels like it should be it. like the color cover rather than the final page of the mm-hmm. manga. Uh, but I did like this quite a bit more than I've been liking Mission Yozakura family this arc thus far. The joke at the beginning with Tayo where the brother is like, hey, every time you don't kill someone or, or take someone out in one blow, I'm going to punch you in the gut. And the one book on the ground is like, are we just training for them? <laughs> yes, that was pretty good. So I enjoyed it. You you enjoy it more, though. So anything else you want to call attention to? Nothing specific. Alrighty, then. That will take us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just what we talk about every week, from our least favorite up to our favorite. 19 this week with no One Piece. So what do you have at number 19, Kevin? That's where I put High School Family. Okay, I get it. That's where I put me and Roboco. Uh, I understand that one as well. Neither were great. High School... It's difficult to explain what got me about High School Family. I think it was just that it was not what High School Family is every week. That's fair. It wasn't, like, good or funny. Like, they were both bad. It's my number 18, I think, obviously. Mm-hmm. Roboco's my number 18, so we yeah, just flipped I, on where they I go. Guess. Yep. I guessed. I think Roboco just, we just seemed like, like, they were both weird, right? Yes. And Roboco, I think, was more weird and awkward to me. Fair. I uh, just, you, I felt more weird and awkward with High School Family, so. Yeah, I can see that. What do you have at 17? That's where I put I Tell C. Okay. I honestly felt, going through this whole chapter, that they were being canceled this week. I did too. I had a very similar feeling. Especially because it was slightly long. Was it? I didn't notice. It did feel kind of long. It was 23 pages, which I'm used to 20-ish. Yeah, that's about, I feel like it's, well, 22 is an American comic book these days. Actually, I think American comics are down to 20. Yeah, it definitely did feel long. I I have it a little higher, completely understand where you put it. Mm -hmm. I tell C feels like every week it's trying to get its feet under itself, right? Yeah. And there's something I appreciate about that. It does keep failing, though. Yeah. One of the things that really stood out to me this chapter was they started throwing a ton of proper names around, and I haven't given a shit enough to learn them. So it was like, oh, no, this guy was actually this guy, but he's connected to this person. I'm like, those were names, sure, but... Okay, you, I think I, I've been paying a little bit more attention, because I, like I said, I tell C is starting to feel like my dumb daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's inheriting that from Yui Kimio. I don't think I have quite as much affection for it as I had for Yui Kimio. This is more of a guilty player of pleasure. This is very much, oh, this is so, this is a very, like a Monos the Hand of Fate, so bad it's a good thing, whereas like I had like genuine defense of Yui Kimio. Mm-hmm. So I've been paying a little bit more attention, but I totally get that. I've Undead Unluck at 17. Sure. I felt like the fight was messy in the way Chainsaw Man fights could be messy. And part of it's I think I just don't care about Billy and this character. Fair. And it's like, hey, let's move immediately to the next arc, which seems like it's going to be more of the previous. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I don't know. Undead Unluck is really starting to wear thin for me. Fair. 
Uh, what do you have at 16? That's where I put Phantoms here. Okay. Like another, you know, it just seemed it was like, all right, so here's another, not another flashback, but all right, he's finally going to use his powers. And it's like, oh yeah, the reason I haven't been using him is it has this tragic backstory. Which has been hinted at already. Yeah, it has. It, 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 did, it did seem a little bit, I totally get that. It did feel a little bit like they had decided he had a tragic backstory, but they decided what it was this week. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are some inconsistencies in his character. It went a little higher for me. 16 is actually where I put Mashal. Fair. Because like I said, I just feel like nothing happened in Mashal. Didn't dislike it, but there is nothing that was like, oh man, this. I feel like I will completely forget this chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have at number 15? That's actually where I put Black Clover. I huh, I have Black Clover higher than you this week. Although, weirdly, your last three, I also have right in a row. Just a little bit higher. Yeah. So just some slight shuffling around. Yeah. Yeah, this week didn't do anything for me. Interesting, because that's me every other week. Mm-hmm. Whereas Black Clover this week, I was like, uh, it didn't really do a lot for me, but it did tell a story. Oh, and like I got to respect it for that. Like I, I feel the emotions here. Yeah. Although, I do feel like Black Clover is really just like... I have a new theory about why I don't like Black Clover every week, because it feels like something I should like. In Bakuman, there was the talk about with uh, the racing manga, Racer Manga Giri, about the old man, how he's introduced, and there's like a swell of popularity, and then it faded. Mm-hmm. I feel like Black Clover does that a lot, and Naruto was guilty of it early on. I think Naruto got away with it more because it introduced fewer characters, and it felt like they were going to get important arcs later. And it's really only in hindsight that you see, okay, Rock Lee shows up and then stops being important. Yeah. I feel like Black Clover does that a lot more. And I could be wrong, but that's just really the feeling I get about, like, and I never really cared about this character, and I don't really think you did either. Noctia. He's been introduced since, yeah, since we started reading it. Yeah, I care about him much less than some of the other characters, so I, I totally understand that. But I did feel like it was something. It was. 15 is where I put Build King. Okay. I feel like I said my full piece on that. It just felt like a weird pivot. What do you have at 14? That's where I put Undead Unlock. Okay. Anything you want to say about why you put it higher than me? I'm just curious. Random happenstance, basically, I think is what (laughs) really did it. I gotcha. Like, yeah, I don't know. It might just be a difference in taste, because that's where I have ITEL C. Okay. Like I said, I appreciate that it's trying to get its feet under it. There are, I really, like... Like I've said from the beginning, I really like the premise of ITLC, and that continues in this chapter. I really like the premise of this chapter, but the storytelling is not good. At the end, when we kind of find out that her dad is the chief of police, Mm -hmm. or he's not actually the chief of police, but he's high-ranking, and that's why she's been able to get away with it. I'm like, that's nepotism, but it doesn't feel like real-world nepotism or a good analog for it. Like, I understand this is the explanation, and I'll, I'll go with it, but it doesn't feel right. And also, he's super dramatic. No, you have to die. Yeah, well, and it's just like, oh man, it's like it. The reason it didn't feel like nepotism to me was because it's like someone else looking in from the outside calling it nepotism. Like, oh, you're the you know first lieutenant's daughter. That's why you're doing so well. When like we haven't seen a single instance of actual nepotism. Like, yes, you know, but, but we have repeatedly asked the question: How is she allowed to be here? Yeah. So like we, and this does seem like an answer to that, right? Yeah, that is, just, is yeah. But it also doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And also, like the the main villain dying, although clearly he's not going to have died. But I, I also I really liked the sort of 
Grant Morrison-y step back stuff about the main villain be like, oh, this is a story. I can change the way your character is. Like, that stuff is super interesting to me. Genuinely, sure. which is probably why I went higher. But yeah, like, there are lots of ideas I like, but it's not being well executed. Can't argue with that. Uh, what do you have at Lucky 13? That's where I put Mashville. Okay. Like I said, the joke about the Naruto guy being like, yeah, wait, I didn't, I didn't do anything at all. Oh. I'm starting to wonder if my 17 through uh, 15 and your or 14 through 12 are flipped. <laughs> this 13 is where I put Phantoms here. Okay. I agree with you on the flashback. I kind of said my parts about it, but this is closer to what I want Phantoms here to be at least. Mm-hmm. And I want to recognize it for that. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say on it. What do you have at number 12? Build King. <laughs> that's where I put Black Clover. <laughs> so weird. So yeah, we just had some yeah. slight differences in... Uh... <laughs> we just had like a block flip. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I've never noticed that before. We might have done it. We, do you have anything more, more to say on Build King? Like you said, I like the gas mask guy being like, I gotta save my friend. Yeah. The final panel with... <laughs> or not the final panel, but the, the final page with that one guy still in the audience being like, oh, if they keep this up, the build king is going to get angry. Yeah. Is an interesting tidbit. Like, is this a new person or is this just like one of the, the buildings that is a build king? Yeah, that that's what I'm wondering. Is like two by four going to show yeah. up out of nowhere? Yeah, and, and they could set that up for sure. Mm-hmm. But it also seems like very similar to last week's cliffhanger. And they might just be like, eh, never mind next week. Yeah, but then they also have Tonkachi like super saiyaning out, like he's just suddenly yeah. much more buff and his shirt's ripped. So I guess he's hulking yeah. out. Yeah. So could be interesting, you know. Like I said, I, it was a huge relief to me to have the literal shonen building fight. I know you want something a little bit different, but just the fact that he used a you know a roof to deflect a projectile was cool. I will agree with you. That's cool. It was more the like he has rainbow thing that made me go oh lame and i kind of th- that stood out to me more than the roof thing fair like i said 12 where i put black clover again i can recognize this flashback story it's okay it- it's better than black clover usually is in my opinion because there's no fighting and like the action was clear mm-hmm. it doesn't make me feel anything for knock so in that way it's kind of a failure it made me feel a little bit for him but definitely not as much as they probably wanted like, like i said i feel like i've seen this before in a thousand shining anime yes so well, or I, like I say about Black Clover all the time. What do you have at 11? That's where I put Magu-chan. Okay. I actually really liked this week's Magu-chan. I thought it was really cute. I just liked yeah. everything above it more, basically. That's super fair. 11's where I put Mission Zakura family. Okay. I also, in a similar vote, I liked it. I just liked everything else above it more. Mm-hmm. But some of the other comedy stuff really got me laughing this week. Like I said, I... Like this fight in Mission Music Arc. It's probably my favorite fight in this arc so far. So, Yeah. What do you have in number 10? That's where I put the Elusive Samurai. Interesting. I thought it was really good, though. Oh, so did I. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just more emotionally connected with a bunch of the other stuff above it. Or they had better moments. Yeah. Like, this was still really good. I really liked, I forget his name, but the Samurai, the Elusive Samurai... Getting hit in the head and was, you know, like, oh my god, I'm, I've been hit in the head, I've been attacked. Why is this so much fun? Like, I like that moment. Yeah, yeah it's good. Tens where I put Sakamoto days. Okay. Thought it was genuinely funny. Yes. Like, genuinely laughed out loud at bits of it. It did seem a bit generic, though, and I, 
I would not mind more comedic chapters of Sakamoto days like this. I think it works a lot better than serious story stuff. Mm-hmm. But I and I, they're between arcs, so like, where else are you going to put this? But it felt weird to me. Fair. But I did genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, I thought it was super cute this week. What do you have at nine? That's where I put Mission Yosakura. Nothing really else to say on it that we haven't talked about. Okay. Nine's where I put Magu-chan, because I was laughing regularly. I was like, compared it to Sakamoto Days. Sakamoto Days got me a couple times. Magu-chan got me frequently. Fair. What do you have at number eight? That's where I put Witch Watch. Same. I still thought it was, you know, really good. Cute, funny stuff going yeah. on between the two of them. Some more interesting prophecy stuff set up yeah it, it doesn't advance the story but it reminds you that it's there yeah it it, it was about as funny to be as maki chan and what really put it over for me was how cute she's drawn and yeah. a bunch of those things yeah like the four when she because she's like yeah double yeah. my like i love that it's like double myself and they're like yeah this is working great and what he does just like you're doing the work of one person now with two people this hasn't done anything <laughs> It just seemed very father-daughter as opposed to, like, romantic. And yeah. I don't think that father-daughter is the way this should always go, but that gave it a real cute energy that really fit the art style. Yeah. What do you have at number seven? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. Okay. I just really liked the <laughs> jingle all the way, I've got to yeah. get this backpack. I forgot we did that jingle all the way role-playing game. You were there for oh, that, yes. right? That yes, I, when I, I was. That? Yeah, I had forgotten about that for a while, too. Wasn't that... Oh, that was uh, fun. We played all out of bubblegum. Yeah, all out of bubblegum. I was like, was something about bubblegum. But that was good, and I liked the bit with Sakamoto kind of like having this like flashback, like flash forward of his daughter. And then <laughs> Yes, in, in middle school. Yeah, it's like, and then she'll start to date, and it shows him shooting the date. Yeah, and then on the first day of school, just in elementary school, or it comes up and is like, want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, my name's Hannah, and there were, and cuts to him at the store polishing the gun. It's yes. It's very funny. <laughs> yes. Seven is where I put nine dragons, which is, I think, the first time I put it below you. I'm I'm really surprised by that. Yeah, I really liked it. Don't get me wrong. I think it just felt like, it felt weird because it, we don't get an answer, right? The cliffhanger is, is he going to join the team or not? And I felt like it should have resolved to me. I really enjoyed the chapter, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just think I enjoyed last week more. I feel like it resolved it. Like, I feel like there's no way he's not joining the team. Oh, oh, obviously not. But that's still the cliffhanger they go with. And that's kind of what hurts it for me. Though I still think it's really good. Fair. Don't get me wrong. Totally fair. What do you have at number six? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Same. Because of the ending. The, the beginning, I totally agree with you. Super yep. good. Yep. Lots of good stuff. The ending feels mega awkward and kind of cheap is the wrong word for it. But it's just such a weird tonal shift. It, it's like, it gives us full text pages to explain what's going on. And I feel like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a cheap maneuver that doesn't work. Yeah. Although I don't know, like, how else you would... Like, I don't know how to do that better, I guess, is the... You have a character explain the rules to Ivadori, the outsider who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I guess that would pro- that would probably work better. And then you maybe have illustrations to show and help explain those. And Ivadori can ask questions about the confusing points. Yeah, which honestly would you know that's a whole chapter, but in, almost in and of it itself, it is. It you're right. It takes a ton of space, but if that's I, honestly okay not yeah, it. that's honestly not necessarily a bad thing. No, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. What do you have at number five? That's where I put my hero. Gotcha. Like I said, I I thought it was 
really good. I really like the press stuff with that was probably my favorite part of it with Endeavor Hawks and Best Genius kind of like, yeah, we're not gods. Sorry. And the press being like, all might. Yeah. What do you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. We're not all might. Not even all might was all might. Like he worked really hard. You had a DC hero for all this time and we're like way more Marvel. Yeah. Uh, And best genius. (laughs) (laughs) Best genius did nothing wrong. I want it on a shirt. (laughs) The problem is it's not a controversial statement. He didn't. Yeah. I got Ayakashi Triangle at five. Okay. Honestly, how porny it is is what hurt it the most. I, I super enjoyed every other aspect. I, I figured it, you would feel that way. It's also very much a, a transition chapter. Um, and I don't mind it. I mean, this is done fine. I, it wasn't like, oh, no. It was just at the end of the day, I'm like, where do I rank it? I'm like, well, I would have trouble recommending it to some people. So yeah, below these other things. What do you have at number four? That's where I put Nine Dragons. Okay. I just really liked the... One more. Come on, just one more. Yeah, the, the go again. Yeah. The go again. I, I figured that must have been what it be it was that got you when I, yeah. you put it, I found out you put it above me. It was that, and then at the end where it's like, well, hey, what if we help out at the store? Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Nine Dragons, I, I really hope, succeeds. I really want this to stay on the, the magazine. Mm-hmm. I hope it is doing well in Japan. Four is where I put my hero. Okay. Nothing more to add. I would have it number three. That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Okay. I it's still really cute and the uh porn aspect doesn't bother me as much. <laughs> I bother is a strong word. It's more of like when I critically rank it, I'm like, okay, that's a point against it. Fair. There there are things that that one uh Campbell toe shot that was genuine like, okay. <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, I was reading it, but I didn't have that feeling this week. Three is where I put elusive samurai. Okay. I really, really enjoyed it. Like you said, I thought it was uh, like as my hero and Jujutsu Kaisen ranked high, but I felt both of them had a lot of problems, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Elusive Samurai didn't. Fair. No, totally fair. What do you have at number two? That's where I put Dr. Stone. Okay. Interesting. Although very fair. Yeah. It was it was really good. Like I said, I got to my number eight and it was just kind of like, where the hell do I put any of this stuff? See, like, the stuff between Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero, I feel like there could be flips anywhere and there, but everywhere else, I feel like, very firmly, this is where it went. So that's just interesting. I very rarely feel that way. Although I feel like you have more trouble with this than I do. Yes. In general. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Dr. Stone, super good. Again, nothing really wowed me this week, but Dr. Stone got the closest, so spoilers, I have Hard Cop and Dolphin it, too. Mm-hmm. But to talk about Dr. Stone, which I have at number one, I really, really like the the metaphors about science and the working together and the like sudden coup at the end. Yeah. It, it's all super good. It, it's just, it's missing the, the wow moment, the real, the strong turn. Totally fair. But I liked it more than the hard boiled cop and dolphin, which was also very good. Yeah. So it's your number one. <laughs> yep. Hard boiled was my number one. I just, the sh- Sawajima Sarah. See. Yeah. I think it's not pronounced that way, but that's fine. Sarah, I think is, how I would pronounce it, but Sarah is close. And it might Well, be. I was thinking Sa- like Sarah. Like Yeah. It, uh, it sounded like you just said Sarah. Ah. Uh, like the interactions between the two of them. Like I genuinely loved Sawajima when he blows the guy with his arm off of like, oh shit, that's bodily harm. That's that's a huge strike against me. I'm the aggressor. Oh no, this is so bad. And then he grows it back, he's like, Woo! Dust bullet there. <laughs> like most yeah. people in that situation would not be, oh thank God my opponent grew back his arm. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. I just think, eh, I mean, I just like Dr. Stone more. I think it's no, all that comes out. Yeah, to. totally fair. 
and I just like the the comedy moments in Hardboiled Cop more than the I I don't know what to classify the Doctor Stone moments as. Doctor Stone's tone has got super weird, right? Yeah, like it's got so suddenly it's it's Sanin all of a sudden from like. <laughs> Hey, don't make uh, nitric acid at home, kids, too. Everyone is dying with machine guns. Yes. Start the revolution. (laughs) But I'm enjoying it. It's not like wrong. It's just very weird. Yep. Especially when I just watched the anime and it's like, ah, Tsukasa and Senku teaming up, Shonen friendship. Yeah. All righty, though. That will do it for Shonen Jump this week. We read Blue Lock Volume 1, and we will talk about that after the break. We read Blue Lock this week, so I'll just start off with what did you think about it, Kevin, and how did it compare to your expectations? It blew those out of the water. Okay. I was not you expecting... Really I was expecting, like, some kind of, you know, soccer sports manga. Not... Which it is. It, it technically here, here, is. Here, here's what it is. I, I figured it out, not right away, but pretty quickly. All the sports manga we've read has been Shonen, right? Yep. Most of it's been literally from Shonen Jump. So it's high schoolers, it's people learning the sport, It's there's an outside perspective character who doesn't really know it, who needs to learn it. It's all about friendship and camaraderie and competition. This is Seinen. This yes. is one of those, like, it's like Gantz, only what if soccer instead of shooting each other. <laughs> yeah, that I was like, I was trying to think of uh, Gantz as a great It's not comparison. the one I wanted, but in that genre. It's like, Death Note is close, but Death Note at the end of the day is still Shonen. Yeah. But it's that sort of vibe. Like, I'm not going to say this couldn't work in Shonen Jump, but if this showed up in Bakuman, they'd be like, oh, it's so unlike Jump. Yes, they definitely would. Because I don't think, I mean, this obviously wasn't in Jump. No, I don't know what it, what magazine it's running in. But so, yeah, it's also wild. Like, nothing in this is so far out of the realm of possibility, right? But it's also crazy. Yeah, I honestly, the... The thing that's farthest out of the realm of possibility is the parents' consent. Yes, uh, absolutely. Which Although, isn't, like, in which so- in it isn't in it of itself impossible. Like just that's yes. the heart. You know, you got a hundred parents to agree. Three hundred. Three hundred. Sorry, three hundred parents to agree to let you. Uh, they probably didn't tell them they were going to be psychologically torturing them. Basically, <laughs> especially. The main character's parents are on uh, screen for like two pages, right? Yep. They don't seem like they would be cool with this. Yeah, so I'm wondering how much of it was like, you know, hey, the government's paying you. Okay. I mean, it feels like something that could happen in Soviet Russia, for sure, right? Yes, yeah, definitely. And I think that's kind of what they're going for. It it couldn't happen in America. It definitely could, like, it extra couldn't happen in Japan. Yeah. So the premise, since we've been walking around it, is the main character, Yoichi Isaga, is a second-year high schooler on a soccer team. He's in the qualifying game for nationals, he makes a pass to a teammate because it's a, he has a much better shot. Yeah, after considering, do I go for it? He's like, no, the pass is the right move. Yeah, so he's made it. Well, so he's made a breakaway, and then uh, he's like, I, I can do it. I can score. There's only a couple of seconds left in the half, I think, because they have more. no. It's in the game. Is it the end of the game? Yeah, because it's one one, and I thought. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's one zero. 
And he's like, this will tie it up. That's right. And so he's like, oh, wait, no. Uh, and he does the shonen move of, oh, hey, there are, you know, 11 other players on this team. And so he passes it to his buddy who misses. Who, who, who has a better shot. He does. But he misses. And so the and then the other the enemy ace gets the ball. He makes a breakaway and he gets the shot. Yep. So they lose two zero. Isagi's like, oh man, if I had taken the shot, like should I have done it? And then he's like, no, it doesn't matter now. What ifs aren't important. Yep. And then the next he gets home and he's got a letter and it's like, hey, report to this secret soccer training signed to the government. <laughs> and his parents are like, oh, it seems legit. Yep. So he gets there. The enemy ace is also there. And I, I should say before this, even we see like maybe the most ridiculous part of it to me is we start with the Japanese Soccer Association being like, OK, we need to start a revolution. And this woman be like, no, we need to win the World Cup. And so like profits. This is fine. And she's like, no, we need to win. We need this guy and this guy who's na- who is Jinpichi Ego, who is they decided is going to coach the World Cup team for Japan has decided that he's going to invite all the high school forwards that he think is talented or the top 300 and put them in a soccer death match where they will eliminate each other, a reality TV show. Yes. And whoever uh, the top five at the end of it will end up on the World Cup team because he believes that teamwork is all well and good. But what Japan needs now is just like a total star who has a huge ego so that the rest of the team who's really good at teamwork can pass it to him and he can actually get the job done. Yep. And he was, and so he's got a bunch of different things of like, yeah, what about, uh, you know, Pele and all these other famous soccer players? Pele's the only one I actually like recognized. Yeah. Where, you know, Pele was like, oh, who's the best at every position? Me, Pele. Yeah. You know, there's like, they're, they've got, I don't think egos. Ringo's the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> I don't know if John Lennon actually said that, but I hope he did. <laughs> when asked if he thought Br- Br- Ringo is the best drummer in the world. <laughs> That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this gave me real League of Legends vibes because I'm a League of Legends esports fan and America cannot play League of Legends to save their life. Yep. And there's a huge undercurrent right now of we need to train up talent and we need to like change our approach. And this was like really struck me as similar to that, even though I don't care for soccer as much. Yep. And like we said, it's not a total rejection of the Shonen teamwork thing, but it's a very heavy one, especially when the main character and the enemy ace from before, who's clearly positioned as the rival guy, his name is Kira. Yep. End up in the same block together. And Kira is the one that's eliminated first because of something Isagi does to really just like turn that trope on its head. Yeah. So yeah, I... The premise was really wild, and I did enjoy it, but also there's a weird thing where a lot of why I like Japanese media and anime is because I feel like that, hey, teamwork, putting other people before yourself stuff is something that is is like an important lesson that America should learn. We already have American exceptionalism down, Mm -hmm. and this is like the reverse of that of, hey, Japanese people need to learn from these American ideas. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I just have plenty of stories about that. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Like I said, this blew my expectations out of the water. And not in a bad way. Just like, this is not this is not what I was expecting at all. Oh, not in a bad way for me either. I was definitely enjoyed the time I was reading it. But like I said, what I immediately realized was like, oh, this is the first non-shonen sports story we're reading. And that's kind of weird and interesting. Yes. Yeah, I don't know that we have much more blow-by-blow. The tone is really what struck me about it. Mm-hmm. 
And I would definitely be down for reading more of this, assuming it comes out. I think volume two is out. Oh, already? That they just released them together? I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's announced, but not out. Let's see. I thought I at least saw cover art for it, so. Cover art is also, the cover art's done as soon as it's out in Japan. Yeah, I get, that's true. But yeah, I enjoyed reading it. It was definitely, like you said, blew my expectations out of the water. And I yep. think that's very purposeful. It's very aggressive about that. Which, like I said, in some ways turned me off, although I would be super down to read the next volume of this. It's also got that Sanin thing where we only get four chapters here. I do yep. think that Shonen Jump has really mastered the first volume. And yep. this, you know, it gives us a first story. It introduces the characters, gives us a real intense first story, and then just kind of starts to lay out the premise. Gotcha. So I did find it. It releases uh, April 20th. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That seems about right. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say on it? Like I said, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. It was very different. I don't like it as much as Haikyuu or I think even Slam Dunk. But as a contrast to those, I do really enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm honestly glad I picked it because it's kind of nice to not have a shonen sports manga. It's like, hey, here's a, like you said, here's a Saiyan sports manga. Oh, okay. That's different. And yeah. you, you don't like, uh, you, I don't tell you, you, you like sports manga less than me. Yes. Um, not that I love it, but like I said, I'm super into Nine Dragons. So did you like this more? Do you think it's, do you don't think the shonen, the sports mix, or is it just a matter of this was a surprise and new? So I, th- I think, honestly, I think I like this about as much as I like regular sports manga. I think for me, it's the sports. Like it's, and again, it's not that I, gotcha. I don't like it. It's that I just like other things more. Yeah, yeah. All entertainment is competing with all other entertainment. Yep. Would you read sports manga or would you play WoW? Yeah. They seem like entirely different worlds, but they are in direct competition for your time. Yep. And money. WoW doesn't need to compete for your money. You just keep your subscription going because it's easier. <laughs> WoW is the most dumbly monetized game in the world. <laughs> Which brings us to personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top is Uzumaki Naruto. I bet he'd be good at soccer. Yeah. At the bottom is Koku from Flame of Rekka. I bet he would be have some weird cryptic bullshit to say about soccer. <laughs> yes. In the middle is Red from Pokemon Adventures, who is the opposite of Blue Lock. In Bakuman, we talk about a lot about how shonen character or manga lives and dies on its characters a lot. And I do think that because of that, the characters, not because of that, but I do think it's true that the characters in this are weaker than in Shonen Sports Manga. Yes, that might change, but I think the situation is really what is the, like, driving, the, yeah, the focus, thank you, of this manga. The character is still interesting, just probably not as interesting as a Shonen guy. Yeah, I think the place to start is Sakuragi Hanamachi from Slam Dunk. I don't think he's as good as him. No. What about, I also probably don't think he's as good as Takanori Akagi, the gorilla ca- uh, captain of Slam Dunk, although that's closer. That is and closer. Akagi is pretty low at 90. I could see if we read volume two later. Yeah, him him jumping up higher, for sure. Because like, again, because it's only four chapters, most of the volume is dedicated to explaining like the situation that they're in. And so we don't get a whole lot of time with the main character because I do like the talk of the one, his one roommate that's like, I've got a monster inside me. At the end, and that yeah. becomes super compelling. And clearly he's going to be the actual rival character that Kira seemed like he was going to be. Yeah. 
but I like that he was like, the monster inside me told the past to you, so you've got to have a monster inside you too. And I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. So, like, if that gets explored, that's really neat. So, I definitely agree. I don't think he's as good now, but he definitely could be later. I'm going to skip some sports characters that I do actually think he kind of goes above for another point of talk. Like I've said, I think Sanin characters are weaker, and we have a bunch of them low on the list to kind of go along with that. But the top one we have is Shinichi from Parasite. And I actually do think I like him more than him. Yeah, fair. And I think I like him more than Ryoma from Prince of Tennis, a shonen sports manga character. Yeah. As well as Sakamichi Onada from Yamamushi Pedal. Yeah. I think better than Kukawa Keiji, who is the love interest in Slam Dunk. Yeah. And probably better than the two ciphers. Eh, actually, I say that. I don't think I agree with myself. I think probably below the ciphers. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds right, honestly. Like I said, he's got... There's a ton of potential for him to be really cool, but we didn't get to explore it in this first volume. Yeah, he's definitely a candidate for moving up if and when we read Blue Lock Volume 2. I would definitely agree with that. But for now, Yoichi Isagi goes at number 93, pretty low on the list, above Kukawa Kaede and below Jake Rang. And that will do it for this episode, as well as for our March Madness Month. Mm-hmm. Join us next week when we're back on our Bakuman bullshit. Yeah. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Others' music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcast, It's a Gundam. Uh, last time on video games is on hiatus until the pandemic is over, and who knows when that is. Yeah. I need to schedule my shot. I'm now qualified. Anything you want to plug, Kevin, besides, hey, get vaccinated, it's science. I don't think anyone in our audience will have that problem, but obviously when there's room for you on the list. Slash can even get an appointment. Yes. Some of my family members had a really hard time. Like, they were, you know. Same with my mom, which hasn't gotten one yet. On the list. She got an appointment, but she hasn't gotten her shot yet. But but make an effort. Anything you want to plug that's less dour? No. (laughs) All right. Have a great week, everybody. Stop.